Blog Talk Radio. everybody, um, Marsha Cook, and today we have a really different show than we usually have. It's called The Reason to Vote, and uh, Jack Ramick will not be with us. He isn't feeling very well, but he may be with us next Tuesday when I have another show about voting, also with Jeff Fleischer, my editor. But uh, today we have Jan and Marta, their brother and sister, and they'll be out in a few minutes. And uh, I don't know if you, everybody probably knows Marta Moran. She's been on my show, Bishop. And um, this is going to be a very interesting show. It's going to be upbeat because we want everybody to hear what we say, but also know how important it is to vote and the things that are at risk. So um, I'm also going to read a poem uh, that I wrote for Sayla Lewis, who um, is I wrote to life, and she's a Holocaust survivor. And I've read some posts out online and talking about, you know, um, anti-Semitism a lot. So I thought I'd read this poem because uh, things that have happened in the past could happen now, and we'll probably discuss a little of that later. But uh, I'm going to read the poem right now that's in the beginning of the book. And I, the last night when I was thinking about the show, I, just, I thought of something and I thought, well, this would be a time to maybe read this poem because we might have to hear some of these things. This is, I wrote it for her. She's no longer living. But um, I often wonder what she would be thinking about what's been going on now because her most important, when she came here to America and became a citizen, that was the happiest day of her life. And so I think for people out there that have come to America, I'm reading this. It's not only for anti-Semitism. It's for everybody coming here wanting freedom and loving America. It's called To Life. The question is to be curious. To be curious is to care. To care is to love. To love is to forget. But if we forget, who will answer the questions? Who will be there to make sure the deaths of our loved ones will have not been in vain? So please don't ask us to forget the pain and the sadness, the outbursts and the tears. They belong to us. They are dreams. They are the sparks of light that survive in us to remind us of love and honor and of being who we are. We have been spared by God to hold in our hearts all that is dear. Oh, I just, well, there we go from that. Sorry. 
I just lost my whole poem here. Oh, my God. Um, let me see something. I knew I should have not done this to me. Sparks of life that survive in us to remind us of love and honor and of being who we are. We have been spared by God to hold in our hearts all that is dear to us. To remind us of love and honor and of being who we are. Who have been, we have been spared by God to hold in our hearts all that is dear to us. For we have, so we as people have survived. We are not just Jews. We honor, we represent honor and courage. We represent love. We are not only survivors, we are teachers, we are friends, with our assurance that the Holocaust did happen. We are here to repeat the facts so it can't happen again. Yes, we are the reminders, but you, my children, you are the future. You have the power to say no. We didn't. So I think that we can start the start this going now because Marta has um Marta and I have discussed this and uh, we felt this was going to be an important show that's why we're doing it today so hi Marta how are you I'm doing well I'm very and, excited um, about having a show yes and this is going to be a very interesting again. show and I know you wanted this and I and I've just met your brother so I mean you want to talk a little bit about you and then your brother can talk and then we'll have a conversation I'm an author and a poet um, and a radio show host. <laughs> yes, a yes, you are. Amongst with a whole bunch of other things. Uh, boy, I have too many things on my plate and some days. But other yeah. than that, I think that that is the biggest thing that I'm talking about today. And your brother? you want? Hi, Jan. How are you? Great to have you on the show. Hi, Marcia. Thank and you. great Thanks meeting you. Media. And uh, indeed, you want to you want to tell everybody um, a little bit about yourself? Sure. I'm. Uh, I'm a um, currently I'm a writer and a poet, and I don't host a radio show. Okay. Well, um, maybe someday you could. Maybe someday you I, could. Look I, at us. <laughs> I'm a I'm a former I'm a for, I'm a former I'm a US Navy veteran. Oh. And a former and a former US merchant marine officer. Wow. That's um, great. So many, many hundreds of thousands of miles of ocean travel under my belt. Wow. Um, and uh what I write about now between fiction and uh and nonfiction is uh when it comes to nonfiction is I write about critical thinking and reasoning. Um, and I primarily use those uh, use those things to approach different subjects. Yeah. And that's, and that's um, what I'm doing. And on the subject of voting, when my sister said there's going to be a radio show about this, it's a pretty important thing. And I've got some stuff I can add. Yeah, oh, you I definitely you, can, you definitely have things you can add. You know, so Marta, why don't you start the ball rolling here, and we can just we'll get onto other subjects too. Uh, I I I also want to say, you know, that we're all very sad to hear about um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and um, so that has a lot to do with things that are happening also now. So you know, before we did the show, before we even planned the show, we didn't even know about this. So you know, so this is um, there's a lot to go over. So all right. Yeah. I know you have things um, you want to talk about. Well, I was going to just add one little thing. 
in that um, I used to call Jan my baby brother, but I consider that, considering our ages now, I will just say my contemporary. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we never talk age on yeah. the show. We're all contemporaries. At this point in life, we <laughs> yeah. just go fine. We're all, in, we're, that's who we are. We don't say age. Um, <laughs> Well, I don't. The, I don't feel particularly old. I. Uh, I. I mean, I. I don't quite remember people coming down from the trees, but you know, it's still. <laughs> I. I used to tell people that I was as old as my um, tongue and a little older than my teeth. But. <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> All, right. All right. So I know you mentioned a few things about but uh, election, you, that you wanted to talk about when when people vote, what they what also happens with the school vote. Yes, I wanted to start with, if okay. possible, with what, which elections decide what. Okay. And um, it's like even the local elections like your town school board, if you don't belong to the school board and you don't vote on who's going to be on the school board, you're going to say that even if you don't have children, even if you are um, elderly, even if you have no grandchildren in that town, your taxes can go so far up you can no longer afford to live in the town because the school board decides that they want AstroTurf in if that's more important than science labs. See, so but I think a, a lot reason. of people, what happens is when they vote, Go ahead. you know, sometimes they never talk about what else they'll be voting for. So when you go right. to vote or what's on the ballot is something you may not have even known is going to be on the ballot. And you don't almost have time. You know, it's like you're caught. You you want to really read it and you want to understand it, but it's very hard to do that at that moment when you're voting. Oh, absolutely. And But you, what we've lost in this country because we no longer have civics classes is what each election does. And... Um, the fact that you have the local elections that will decide how your tax dollars are being spent, how much your tax dollars are going to be. Um, you have the state elections which are going to decide those things also. And whether or not you're going to have your roads fixed or not fixed. And you have your midterm elections that are going to make up Three-quarters of the House of Representatives is going to decide nationally how your money is spent. See, I think on this vote, it's uh, a third of the Senate, I think, because I wrote that. I, I checked this out, right? And um, yeah. all of the other, all the House of Representatives. Yeah, I mean, I think there's so much at stake when you go to vote or, you know, and you don't always realize, you know, you want, you, you know, you, you're choosing the president, but you're also choosing so much more than that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, go ahead. Right, Jan, go ahead. Jan. Jan. Oh, yeah, every everything. I think, you know, that it, it's well known that, that the general elections every four years when the president elected are, um, are the most voted in elections. And that the what they call the midterm elections don't get as many people participating 
Um, right. And that's a reflection on how much importance we put collectively on the presidency. But these other elections, and there's not there's more than just every two years there's elections of the House of Representatives, but there's elections in your local area as often as every year or sometimes even more often um, for things yep, like right. millages on funding schools and, you know, and uh, and various other and, and township supervisors and, and things of this nature. It's to come up every, you know, every year, and but certainly every two years you have election. And, Marsha, what you're saying, yeah, the ballot, when you get it, you look and you go, holy cow, there's propositions in here. There's yeah. people running for, for there's judges being elected that I, I don't even know who these people are. And and oftentimes, uh, in, in many of these cases, there's no political affiliation. So if you haven't looked them up and see who they are, it's really uh, it's, it's really a, tough to make a decision on them. Uh, a right, especially when you're right, right, so especially when you're right there in the voting booth, you know. Or now it's right. even going to be if people do go to vote, they want to get want to go in and out, so they may just go right. either straight Republican or straight Democrat, so just so they can get out. But they, you know, because they really right. want the president. Right. But there's so much more. Right. A, right. Well, a uh, a uh, a recommendation that I make to people is is. You know, find out as much about the candidate down ballot as you can. But when it comes to people like um, for positions like judges and things like that, talk to whoever your local candidates are that you prefer for local yeah. offices like like state representatives and state senators, and ask them who they recommend for those offices where you can't necessarily tell a party. Um, because then you'll at least know, hey, this is a candidate I like, and they're voting for them. Um, and some people use it, use it nothing more than driving down the road and they're saying, okay, there's a sign for somebody I like. Right, right. And every time I see that sign, there's also a sign for this other person next to them. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remember that one, too, because if, if these people like this guy, then they're going to like this one as well. Yeah, and then it, like in the primaries, I think they there's a lot of people standing outside, you know, where I where I live, and um, they're giving you pamphlets and everything, but they're giving it to you right there. So I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to go vote, and then you yeah, have all these pamphlets. A, but what is that going to do? You're going to sit down and read them. That's the problem. Right now, so you do have to be name in front of you for the. They're putting a name in front of you for people in the last minute. Uh, and not to digress too much, but some many, several years ago, there was a there was a comedy film with Eddie Murphy in it. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of it, but he was a local actor, you know, from in the South. And he capitalized on the fact that he had the same name as a recurrently elected representative from a district who died suddenly right before the shortly before the election and he capitalized on having the same name that he ran a campaign to vote for Jeff Johnson and and won a seat in the house and one of the scenes showed a husband and wife showing up to the polling booth going to run in to vote and the husband's like who do we vote for and for the house and she's uh, Johnson I think Right, because they're just right, remembering not, the right. other guy who. Right. 
and they have no idea. And, and 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 I think there was something about that that was so. It was funny, of course, but it was so um, telling. It was funny because so much of that is true. How many people who just go off of name recognition, who just go off of yeah, um, isn't isn't this the one I know? You know, and uh, well, anyway. you know, I, I, and oh. joining us is uh, Bennett. Is jo- Bennett? That's you, right? That last time I looked, it looked like me. <laughs> okay, Bennett, this is Marta and Jan. Okay, and uh, Bennett is Pomeranz. You're talking the distinguished gentleman, the Eddie Murphy movie. Distinguished gentleman, yes, that's the movie. Thank you for remembering the name. <laughs> oh, you don't want to. Yeah, you don't want to do serial right material regarding movies and television. Yeah. Yeah, you know, um, I think you know. I, I've heard that some people, I, I, you know, and I know for a fact, they have mentioned to me, they'll say, I'll say, this was not at this election, this, because we really don't get to talk to people now, you know, but when we were out and about uh, the last um, four years ago, you'd say, you know, we would talk about it a little, and people would say, you know, I'd say, who are you voting for? And they would tell me, and they go, they're voting because their husband voted for that person. I'm going like, what? <laughs> Even if you don't like the person, you're going to vote just because your husband. You know, that's like what you're saying. You know, you you ask briefly, who should I vote for? You know, <laughs> rushing in. But I mean, it's like, you you know, men, women, they do think differently, and sometimes in the same family, they don't. You know, which is difficult, I would say, for certainly now, that if one is Republican, one is Democrat, how hard it is to you know get along right now, because families are not. Yeah. It, 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 it is difficult, and I and I do find that it, you know I without having a spouse or without having an immediate family around, I have I have acquaintances of mine that I know who who take it for granted or take it from things I've talked about that that I'm pretty well researched that I research these things. And often as elections approach, I'll get people asking me. Who I'm adoptable, by the way. You what? Asking me. Who I should vote I for. I said I'm adoptable, by the way. Well, what, what does that um, mean? <laughs> well, it means I don't have, my wife is deceased. Uh, my oh. brother lives far away. So, yeah, I'm adoptable. <laughs> yeah, so you could go either, you can go I, any way on that. You know, yeah, right. exactly. But, but okay, uh, you know, because Jen, you're you were in the service, okay? So, do you have friends mm-hmm. that are in the service that were in the service, or you know, are those I, some of your I friends? Do. I do. So, do you share this? I do. do you share? Do you? So you can You know, you have conversations about this. Uh, what do people in the Sometimes. service? Right. Think about oh, all the what's happening now to our country. I will I'll tell you, I, my my uh, dates of service go back some time now. So um, I, let me let me and start with by saying, when I was in the service, we were in the middle of uh, we were in the middle of the uh, uh, the Iran hostage crisis was a big deal. I was at sea over there at the time, and we uh, there was the joke in the Navy that that sailors are like mushrooms. Um, in that they keep us in the dark and feed us a bunch of BS. Um, and uh, that's, you know, that's the, uh, that's the joke because yeah, right, you, right. You're the you don't get, you don't get regular news and information. You don't get any of that. When you get to court, you can pick up newspapers. You can read the charts. Yeah, because see, I think people think that they, they know everything that we're doing here, but they always don't. 
And no. people talk for them maybe sometimes, right? Right, yeah. you don't. But when it when it comes to when it comes to the, uh, I think there's more information now because of electronic, this electronic age and the age of social media yeah. and ability right, to right. contact the people and get so much yeah. more information. But um, uh, so the veterans that I know, the people that I serve with that I know, are a mixed bag of of uh, anti-government people, anti-liberal people, anti conservative people, um, and I use those three phrases because more and more and more I'm finding that people aren't this party. They're the I'm against that party. Yeah, um, yeah. Is, is where where people are coming down to, and they associate themselves not so much with the policies and the, you know, and the, uh, and the viewpoints of a particular political party, but more by the who they're against, um, yeah. and uh, and and often they don't know of any policy. They really don't. I mean, I don't need to pick on on Trump supporters, but the most recent person I was that I talked to was a Trump supporter. This was yesterday, and they were blurting out some things, and I just asked them some Socratic questions about how did you get this information and where does it come from, and I realized he he had no idea. Of anything that they're actually doing, he just he just want, believed this guy was going to make things right. Um, See, because I think I, I think also it's like you know I think you know our the writing votes. Right, Marta, I know this is right up your alley. You know, uh, I see you out there on Facebook a lot, and I don't put political things out, but I know you do, and you have very strong opinions on that, so do you want to share some of those with us, because um, you know, these are feelings that you have, and and you have a lot of people that do talk to you about this. Third third party and write-in votes are are actually, it may be the person you would like to be in, but they're actually throwing the vote away. You're yeah. giving over your yeah. power to someone yeah. else. When how voting, how politics in general works. Yeah, I never did understand get, that much because I, I never could see why people would do that because then it, it's for nobody because they're not going to win. So is that what you know? They're saying they voted, but they're voting for a person that probably can't win because they won't have the numbers. Well, there's a, a movement out there to. Vote third party or vote um, for Bernie or vote for whomever to punish Democrats for something that they perceive and they've heard has been was done in 2016. And in reality, you everything you actually stand for and everything you want the country to get to isn't going to happen if you're doing a third party or a write-in vote. You have to get the closest person, the closest to your ideals, and then keep working on that. Bennett, do you have anything? Bennett, Bennett? I'm just listening at the moment. I mean, to me, the the most important thing is vote, not not who you vote for. I mean, I'd love to not see our current president not have a second term. But I'm not trying to be political on this. I right. would love that he doesn't get a second term, but if it happens, it happens. 
But I will say this, okay? If you're going in the, if you're going as right in, or if you're going in to to go in the voting booth and do it, that's great. Do it. I, you know, these people that say, "Oh, well, I didn't have time to vote." God, they're giving you so much time this time. You have time to vote. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I know. I know. I never. That's another thing. It's so strange when people say they can't. Don't have time. I mean, most people have been talking about this for four years already. So I think they have time to uh, think about who they want. You know, and um, unfortunately, I think people are right now tired right now of everything because COVID. They're just. They're. I think they're going to vote with what's happening in their home. I think if they've lost their job, I think if they have COVID. And if they have people that have died and know people and are watching the news, I think they're unhappy about that. Because if we don't change the way things are, we're all at risk. And that's the problem. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. so, yeah, and we're, we're at risk for a lot of... May I interject something personally? Mm-hmm. Because if you have COVID then, you know, there should be good, better health care. There isn't. Yes. And that I, that I blame on the current administration. And yes. I'm not trying to get pol- overly political. No, no, great. But that doesn't mean the next administration won't do the same mistake, the same error, the same crap. Well, I think, you know, I, I think, we, yeah, go ahead, finish. I, I, I've said crap on my show. I just don't want no, to be rude. No, it's all right. Go ahead. No, it's all right. No, it's, we, you know, that's you know, I don't know what you know. You're with any political uh, campaign. You don't know what the other person will be. He was uh, a great vice president. That doesn't mean he'll be a great president. You know. Um, you know, I, I think he has a large. Know, this is going to be a very tough time to be president. So I think what we need is somebody that's strong enough that will understand the needs of people and the fact that uh, healthcare. You know, um, I, I, for those that don't know, I was I worked for doctors and I worked in hospitals for years as a lab tech. And um, when I go to the doctor now, I talk to them and I'm watching them and I'm feeling so because I know what goes on in a doctor's office. It's so hard now for them. They, You have to be so careful. They can't really see the amount of patients that they usually see. Uh, they have to, you know, and they're at risk. I mean, they are, people don't really realize when they go to the doctor, just because you don't have COVID, these doctors don't know sometimes a patient, you know, just because you don't have a fever and they're checking for your fever doesn't mean that a day later you're not going to get COVID. So I think that people aren't realizing the effect of what COVID has done to doctors. It's done offices. And if they're, you know, people aren't working, lawyers aren't working, um, spas aren't open, restaurants aren't open, health clubs aren't open, you know, food stores are. But, I mean, there is so much that this economy is, will be taking a beating on that well, I, we, we have to have somebody economy. strong. I think food stuff. I mean, I went to the grocery store with my aide went to the grocery store for me. But the thing is that the shelves were bare. People are people are still hoarding food. 
Now, in Chicago, it doesn't seem like that in Chicago. I don't know about Marta. It doesn't seem like that in Chicago. And Jan, how do you? Where, Jan? Where do you live? I live in West Michigan. Um, it's uh, we during the during the original lockdown, shutdown, or yeah. did go empty. Um, yeah. And uh, and there are, um, but now it's mostly not. There are um, certainly selection. You 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 no longer it's it's. I know, it's kind of like a throwback to the '60s. You don't always get the brand you want. You don't always get. Yeah, that that like. that could Sometimes be true. You have, to right. make, you have to find some substitution. Sometimes they're out of this particular thing or that particular thing. But um, and so you have to make substitution. A little of that going on, but you know, not fair show. But but I have a feeling we're going to see that again in the fall when the, as the fall comes along, and the second wave starts to ramp up, and uh, yeah. people start boarding again. Um, so, yeah, I think it'll happen. Uh, but getting, if I can get back to the to the third party voting yeah. and to the into that subject, right. I, I present I present this this argument in in a in a like a pushing the pile analogy, and I think of it like if you pictured a football field or a soccer pitch or something, and there's a a scrum in the middle like in rugby, where a whole group of people are pushing from two different sides. And in the middle is the ball, and the ball is like the needle of where our political actions are going to happen. And over the decades, that needle has, you know, drifted back and forth a bit, but it's largely been a, a needle moving in a progressive manner, moving to the left, where more and more things are, you know, more and more benefits for people are coming out, more and more programs that are happening that take care of more people. The idea of promote the general welfare has been increasing in general over time, and um, and what you have right now is a very strong pushback to the right, um, where where a concerted effort is being made by the by the parties in power now to push things very much back to the right, both on social agendas, on laws for limits of yes. what people can yeah. are allowed to do with their own bodies, with their own lives. Yeah. Um, what people are allowed to do and respecting other people and their um, whether or not you can discriminate against someone because of their, their religion, the color of their skin, because of their sexual preferences. These are things that are being pushed back on. And the economic matters where we're getting pushed back to where the average people, the regular working man, has less and less of a voice and the rich and the powerful have more and more control. And this has been... This is the push very hard right now. So what we have now is we have we have this pile going on site, and anybody in this who's voting third party is really saying, I'm not even going to play in that game. I'm going to go into a different game that isn't going to have any bearing on what actually right. happens in our political world. All yeah. I'm going to do is I'm going to say, I'm not going to join you. I'm not going to vote for you because I think both of you are part of the problem. And I think yeah. what, what really has to happen is that people have to pick a side and they have to push in the direction they want things to go. Right. And if you, if you get enough people pushing in a progressive direction, that will move that ball to, the, to that side of the field. And then when the election's over and it ends, we'll have, we can say, okay, now we can begin working from here and we'll see how things go. And if they don't go well, 
well, then you expect the ball to be pushed back the other direction for the next election. And if they do go well, you will see people say, hey, wait a minute, let's push a little bit more in that direction. But yeah. if, you're, if the argument is going to be, I want all the way to the left, it's not going to happen. And, you know, would I like to see universal health care? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see if it comes, whether it comes through some other program or Medicaid for all, all whatever the, the case is, I, I'd like to see that happen. But I think that what you have is, is there's we're a country full of a lot of people. And, yeah, you yeah. know, because I like to see it happen doesn't mean that everyone would like to see it happen. And and maybe the and the pragmatic approach of, hey, look, we have something that, that can work here. Here's a way of we getting millions and millions of more people insured. And if we get a public option for, for the Affordable Care Act, I have a feeling that will become so popular that it will just dwarf all the rest and that will, and it will end up, will end up walking into um, universal health care through the back door that way, just by everybody signing up for a government plan. Marta? Um, but I think you, know, you have to put you have to push the pile. You can't you can't yeah. sit this one out. You have to push the pile. Because the other side is pushing too. Right, right. Absolutely right. I agree with wholeheartedly yeah. with the pushing the pile. Um, yeah. And the universal health care, and what are you saying about what you said about um, the right pushing really, really hard to the right right now? I have seen a movement lately, and it is not just among men, but it's a great deal among women to get rid of the Nineteenth Amendment and a woman's right mm-hmm. to vote. Well, that's. Uh, I mean, there there are there are certainly there are certainly going to be, um, you know, advocacies for, for for you know for things that are going to be like and their surface are like holy cow what a crazy idea, yeah. And and you go yeah and in reality that doesn't that doesn't really have any you know real chance. I think I think one of the problems is people are afraid and they don't you know they want to vote and they have to vote. Which, because really, because we're not going to have any changes if if you know people don't vote. But I think when if they're scared, I mean, I think they're afraid of so many things now. Which because we, you know, it's not just. I mean, it's everything all at one time. I mean, it's not just only the election. It's the Supreme Court, and it's all the things that people, you know, just don't want to. Some people just go, I can't take it. I don't want to hear about it anymore. But you know what? They have to hear about it because it's so important because it the things are going to be taken away if things change the way we see it now is not going to be the way we're going to see it if it doesn't you know because right now people have a lot of rights that may they they may lose and that is what they're voting for well, and they don't yeah. even know it <clears throat> they don't think I mean, that they're not thinking that no they're right you're you're right they're not they're you know so many people uh, you know, and I, I had a I had a friend of mine who who just absolutely went apoplectic when I told him that the third party vote was a waste of a vote because he doesn't see it that way at all and was trying to make the case. So I wrote an essay about it, and and really it was covering that that you know we haven't had sixty percent voter participation in fifty years. Um, it's been much lower than that 
for for the last fifty years, and and at our current at the maximum, and that, we're not talking about total people. We're talking about percentage of eligible voters hasn't yeah. been up to sixty percent since the nineteen sixty, and it hasn't been any higher than eighty percent ever. That in the earliest days, when only you know in the eighteen twenties, when they first started keeping records on this stuff when, you know, it was white men who were voting. And almost only that, I don't even know if you still had to be a property order. When those were the only eligible voters, you still had almost 20% of the people didn't vote. Um, it, it is it, amazing, but, though. You know, I mean, what, I, well, you what, know what you I, it's just amazing. It, that, yeah. Yes. One, have, one of the things you have to... Uh, just, I, I'm listening to all, all this and enjoying the discussion. Uh, by the way, can I make a, a glorified plug for Thursday night or not? For, for what? Your show? Yes. Oh, all right. Well, before we wait, well, guys when we like what you hear, I'll be on and Anything Goes with Bennett Pomerantz on Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. My guest will be Nenea Hoffman. And I will excuse myself in a few minutes. Um, I had a medical procedure this morning, and I'm a little tired. But yes, I, I appreciate I, you coming on. I think we do need to vote. It doesn't matter. I, I don't want the current administration in, but if we don't vote, he will be back in. And I'm, I'm not saying who, but he who shall be na- who shall not be named. Uh, I do not enjoy his political viewpoint, and so I'm hoping we get another candidate in. I don't mean an independent, uh, since there are two political major parties. Now, uh, in saying that, I love you dearly, Marcia, and thank you for letting me come on. Take care, and I hope you feel right, right. I know you wanted to come on. Okay, thank you so much. Take care. Take care. You guys have right. a good have the rest of the night. Thanks. All right, thank you. Nice talking to you, Ben. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, um, I, I well, think that, finish, you know, that yeah, go ahead, finish, finish. Right, go ahead. The uh, Amongst those people, you know, in addition to people that are medically bound in the hospital, that are that are in mental duress, mental distress, they are not, simply not, not functioning well enough to participate in the vote, people who are incarcerated and don't have the right to vote, um, amongst and, and notwithstanding those people, there there are many people where you see them in life and you realize that they're the most the biggest part of those aren't people that are just not bothering. They're people that are completely physically and politically ignorant. They're completely unaware of what goes on and who does what, how the process works. They just don't have any idea at all. Um, and, you know, in, in some respects, it's like, well, if you drove those people to the, to the stick and to the polls to say, go vote for somebody, what are they going to do? I mean, are they really, do you, I mean, I mean, I would encourage everybody to become informed to be an informed voter. But I, I don't encourage uninformed voters to go in because what they're going to do is they're just going to pick the name right. Yeah, I think that that's right. And I I do think that's, you know, we're at risk for that now. And I do think that um, there are a lot of people, unfortunately, they don't want to listen to the news anymore. They don't want, they just had enough. But, you know, honestly, 
it's not my favorite thing, but I try to listen when I because I want to know what's going on. Because if you don't listen, you can you live in your own little world and you don't really wonder, you know, think what's going to happen. But then if you don't and things happen, what your vote counts. Every vote right. counts. And okay. if people well, don't no, vote, no, that's kind of sad because. You know, we all have that choice. That is, we live in a country where we can vote. And as I said at the beginning of the show, I remember when Sala came here from after being in the Holocaust. She that was the that was her. She was so happy to be American and be able to vote. And you know, I think that people sometimes take that for granted. You know, and it's such an important thing. You know. Um, yeah, it, it, it is. It is. Is that it, you know they you know we, the quote is the quote I've heard we've all heard is pretty you know you know well played around that democracy is a participatory sport. Um, it does not it is not something for people on the sidelines. Right now in the chat room there are a couple of people I'm not going to you know say who they are but they are they're seriously outraged at how they've been treated by the current president and. Um, they are very upset about that. So I think that that is a big problem because people actually do feel that they are not treated as they should be. And in America, everybody is equal. So I think that is a problem for people. But And the people that feel that way, which is probably most of us now because we all have things that we're not happy about, you know, and I think that, that that's why it is important to change this if they feel of this because people are right now saying in the you know people are wondering who, which candidate will get you closer to the ideal you know um we have a lot of problems and so right now i think when we have someone that will understand our problems and actually care that we have problems because we have huge problems with illness and the problem with illness is you can't do that. You can't go to work if you're sick. So, and how do you support your families if you're sick? And there's nobody there. You, you know, this vaccine may not be here till next year, and it probably won't. If then, so I think people are waiting right. for this vaccine, and it's not going to happen right away. So we have to work on how to get through this, and that's what we need to do. Because right. I remember in I March, when we st- in March, people thought this wasn't going to happen this long. We're already going into October now. Yeah, I think we've been well, in a lull right now, and I think that I think that people have gotten complacent. I see people all over the place just not feel like, oh, this is over. I mean, there's a fair amount of people like myself who are still masked up and still. You know, still keeping themselves away from others, and but there's so many people that are treating like this is already over, and uh, I don't think it's even started yet. I don't think the bad part is really even started. I think we've got not right because right, a lot of people are on furlough and they're still getting some pay, and you know, but when you you know when you're when I'm sitting when I'm in the grocery store, I'm thinking to myself, yes, I am lucky. I am buying groceries. What about people that aren't buying groceries, and what about the kids that aren't having proper nourishment to grow? I mean, this is all the things, Marta. How do you? I mean, you've been in. The, I, you had some stories yourself that were not very pleasant in grocery stores of how people are treating each other. Yeah, if you're wearing a mask, and a mask does not protect you. A mask protects if you happen to be asymptomatic, 
or or um, have COVID but don't know it yet, a mask is helping the other person not get it. But I yeah. have, and so has my sister Helen, been actually accosted by non-mask wearing people. Yes. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, I mean, if you get into the psychology of how that works and what's happening to them, and they're, you know, I mean, they're 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 trying to force the world to accept the vision they have of it, and it's not working. And so they're angry because that's challenging what they want to believe. They want people to believe that this is all over, and it isn't. And people don't believe it, so it frustrates them because it's challenging what they are holding as a belief. See, in the chat room, it's very interesting because people are saying there is no truth in corona. They have told far too many lies. So um, I think that that is a problem because from the from the top, we're not talking about how many people actually, I mean, people actually know people that have died. This is not, you know, um, something that just happened. And when you look at the doctor's offices, when you look, look at when you go to the dentist, when you go, if this were not true, the doctor's offices would be packed as they usually are. Dentists would not be taking an hour to do a patient to do a cleanup, you know, and the stores open early. So I think that when people have said it's a hoax, this does, you know, and there are people in here saying that they're not getting their stimulus either. either. See, this is a problem. Well, there yeah. And we are in that problem. Down in so, this country. Yeah, top and, down we've been, in this country has been, Badly mismanaged, um, and uh, and it's been done so for political reasons. Uh, that's that's just simply the result of it. But there is any number of ways for people to verify that this is a real thing simply from the numbers of people dead compared year over year. And you see, there's there's 200,000 more dead, and you know, and than there were this time last year from the same, you know, without any additional. You know, if, if if it isn't COVID killing them, what has been going on that added 200,000 dead people? Right. Um, yeah. yeah, and what, the hospitals. I mean, you know, they're sick. showing this. See, I think that's the thing because, you know, luckily, you know, we're not in hospitals. But when in the hospitals, and even in a lot of the hospitals, they have separate sites where if they some of them have doctor's offices, they have the doctor's offices, and then they have – you know where the and then the people that are have covid some hospitals here were covid hospitals just covid patients in the hospital so you know where people are not subject to getting covid if you're just going to a doctor's office because this could be you know that's one of the other things and people if they you know I think on TV they were talking about it if you want to get a covid test it's a was 139 dollars and that's a lot of money for a test, sure. and then you have yeah. to wait seven days for that test. So right. they're yeah. working on it. Depends, this is going to take time. Depends on where you live, and depends on the state uh, that you're in, and what their attitudes are towards it. And it, and unfortunately, what we should have is a top-down federal approach to attack this thing really hard head-on. And we yeah. would have that if we had had if we had a different president. We would have. I, I think um, that matters. I think that is definitely so. what matters. And I think that um, a lot of uh, people may think that this worked out okay, but this did not work out okay because it never had to go this far. Because I think if right away they had masks, that would have stopped some of it. 
you know, because what, you know, masks are important. Look, I do not like wearing a mask. I, I'll admit it, but I wear it because I have to, because I can't, I won't go anywhere without it. And I don't want, you know, because you don't know, see, with the flu, if somebody's coughing or sneezing, you know that they have it. They're sick. Or they have a flu. Okay, but it, you don't see corona because corona you can be carrying it to someone. That's what I well, think they, is not. They, they don't talk about that as much. Well, the story of asymptomatic spread is is it's simply this: most people, most people who get corona don't know who they got it from, which means that most people who are passing it don't know they have it. Otherwise, they would stay home. Otherwise, they would, you know, do something about it. You, if you knew that you were sick with corona, you wouldn't go walking around in groups of people. At least most people wouldn't. But the point is, is that the people who have it don't know they're passing it around. I know that. That's if they the did, then people would, then if people, if they did, like during the Spanish flu, you know, we had, we had, you know, 660,000 people in this country die out of a population of about 105 million. Um, so a third of our population that we have now, we have three times as many deaths that we currently have. Um, but people who got it have a pretty good idea who they got it from because it yeah. was this coughing man who was next to them on the bus, you know. Right. But was, this way you, you don't know. know. It was You're never like gonna, this. You don't this way know. you don't no know. Idea. Right. right. You don't know you don't because know. of asymptomatic and spread. But it comes right. to the, real, the fever, reality of... Can, it doesn't matter if you have a fever. Right. It comes down to the re- when you talk about the reality of COVID or the reality of this political party or that or what they're going to do and all that. Too many people have just they don't they don't use the critical thinking skills that that they could. Um, so somebody on TV gets up and says it's a hoax, it's a hoax, and then somebody else says no, it's not. And then the person in the middle says, well, okay, what do I decide? You know, and it's like they're not using your critical skills. Well, I heard three people say it was a hoax, so I, I guess maybe I should think it's a hoax because I heard a lot of people say it. You know, and, and that you know, a lot of people saying something doesn't make it true. I mean, otherwise we right. have Santa Claus. You know, right. And so now I see that you know, you know, somebody in the chat room is saying they um, they don't care how many people are dying. They lost three businesses and their family broke up, and so that is so very sad and. So sad that it never had to happen that bad, and so this is what we're all trying to do here, you know. And right. the danger isn't well. I mean, they're saying in the exaggerated. Right. It's yeah. Go ahead. That's sad. That's sad. That's sad circumstance that they're in. I feel yes. for them. I really do. This is a terrible thing. And and, and all this. I, and I, I'm not trying. And I'm not trying. I mean, ha- happiness is stoic life. Teaches that the happiness is not found in what you get. It's found in what yeah. you see. It's yeah. found in what you already have. And the person yeah. saying, the person saying that I that I don't care who dies because my business failed, wouldn't be saying that if their family member had died. Right. They would be saying, I I wouldn't care if my business had died if my family would just stay alive. This would be a different thing. You. You can look at the misery that you have, and it is, and it's a terrible thing. It's a, it's a sad thing. And, now, now, here's, you know, here's I, what and I, and I'm not, here's and I'm not, we can I'm address. Not, here's something we can address here. It says they're uh, somebody they're very concerned. As far as they're concerned, they don't want to. See, they don't like Biden or Trump, and they want to see them swinging from the gallows. So, make a point. So maybe we can explain this. How, martyr to whichever one, to talk about 
why we need to have a change in president or so it will get better. Because we as we I know right say, now it's not getting better. Yeah. I'll start out that the, the current president okay. is moving a trend move the country in an authoritarian and I, I mean the they call him a fascist. I think that's fair enough. I mean, quit, quit monkeying around with this. They're looking for the president's attorney general has written dozens of essays and papers on the subject of where he firmly believes in a in a supreme executive as leading the country and believes the founding fathers meant for that to be the way. That's that's what this guy thinks. That he's wrong about it is not. It's a matter of our academic debate. You can you can show that he's wrong, but he believes that we should have a supreme president who dictates to the Congress what to do, and dictates to the court, saying this is how you should rule, this is how you should, these are the laws you should, and that he can do and say whatever he wants. And, and this is this is fascism. This is he's trying. He's running to be a dictator, and and. At this point, we can look at this and say, "Yeah, I'd like to see, you know, more uh, a, a more progressive agenda. I'd like to see more of this." But but we need to begin with we need to keep democracy in play. We need to be able to say, "Yeah, in four years from now, we're going to be able to go to the polls again and and make a case for the candidate that we think is going to move this country in the direction we want to go." And and four years from now, after Trump, it may well be that that election becomes pointless yeah. where he has well i, I think that that's true i think a, that this is why it's into so a important. place where he can just decide to be president for as long as he wants or i think right now see the, the rage and the anger is what the, uh marta you're you like the numbers here so in the chat room somebody is saying 207 is a false number according to the disease center in atlanta so marta do you have an opinion on that the CDC is hiding numbers right now. Trump has told them to hide numbers. The administration has told them not to put out the correct numbers. According to scientists, they say that the number is probably a quarter of that number I gave higher. See, that, because, see and I do think that, you know... Uh, in the chat room, because what they're, they're talking not, about is that, right, is is the fact that, you know, it, it doesn't, you know, the numbers do matter, but we don't, people are thinking the numbers are lower, but actually what you're saying is, uh, I tend to agree to that because uh, I do think there are a lot of people that aren't even going to a doctor to, or a hospital. Are, you don't know that they have it. They have, um, they did the statistics um, across the country that they have like five times the more more home deaths than at any point in history since they've been recorded and they weren't tested on whether or not they had COVID or not. But there yeah. was five times more deaths. And that's the uh, yeah. state. Um, so they're sitting there saying, what did they die of? People aren't going to the doctor. They're, they're sick and I knew knew a woman. I know a woman who um, had it for 52 days, and she was considered a mild case. But her 52 days were agony, complete and utter agony. She couldn't breathe. Um, she couldn't uh, sleep. 
She couldn't, she was running 101 and a half, 102 fevers. And it was 52 days of hell. But they told her she wasn't sick enough to be in a hospital. Yeah. Yeah. So if mm-hmm. she had died, would she have been counted? No. Right. Well, right. The, yeah, uh, that's, we'll see. That's the other thing. Yeah, the counting. Well, right. when it comes to when it comes to the the doubt about the numbers and all this, you really have to understand that the they're beginning with a false premise. They're beginning with a their null hypothesis is wrong. The null hypothesis is that maybe they died of this, maybe they didn't die of this. But that's the false premise premise because. Yeah. What, what that for that to be truth, what it means is that the entire world has to be making this up. That everyone yeah, in the right, entire right. in medical field, the entire world has to <laughs> right, be inventing right, this right, thing out exactly. of their minds. Yeah. This whole thing was just created as a, you know, as a crazy hoax. Or you know, the, the entire medical community, you know, in the United States is is lying about this to advance some nefarious purpose, and yet. There's no evidence of that, but they treat that like that's a reasonable prospect. Um, I have a friend of mine who's gone off the conspiratorial deep end, and I and I basically basically the way I see his mind working is anything that he can think up is a possibility in the you know no matter how remote a possibility it might be in your yeah. mind. Yeah, yeah. He, he thinks of it, and then he says, "Well, any possibility has equal weight to any other possibility." And this is completely a, a irrational thinking. It, it, it has no basis in reason. We, you know, it, it won't stand up to any kind of scrutiny as an argument. It falls apart when you start examining details on it. So as we come around to this, this is a case of, you know, and somebody said, who, who are you going to believe? The, you know, the, the doctors and, the, you know, at the World Health Organization or the Dr. Fauci or or, or you're going to believe your own yourself, and it's like, well, I'm going to believe them because I don't have the information. I don't. Yeah. I couldn't possibly get the information. This is, this is the, this is this idea that you know that that my instinct is as is as worthwhile as as years of study and and accumulation of scientific information. It's not. So it's that not, see, this is going to see the problem is is I think when it comes time to vote, which is now, how are they really going to vote, and will they vote, and do they feel strongly enough about something one way or the other to vote? And if you don't feel strongly either way, you might not vote, and that is probably going to hurt the election. If people are just going to think it won't get better, or you know, or it will get worse, however you know, and they just they don't care. But I think. As Americans, we all have to should care about each other, and if we do, we can get out of this. If we don't, we can't. And it's really right. about that. It, it it matters who we think can handle this pandemic right now and get us through this, because we're already you have to in go it. With, you have to, according to the scientists, you have to go with masks. You have to go with testing. You have to go with um, contact tracing. You have to be able to do that, and if we had done that back in March, we would not be where we're at now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, a lot yeah, of people would be alive. We we may have a we may, we may have still had a second wave that might have happened um, yes. because even some countries who who stifled the 
coronavirus properly. Yeah, but it's not nearly They're getting explosion, a second wave but now, but, but they, aren't, they aren't standing on yeah. top of, yeah, they're not standing on top of the piles of dead that we are um, because of how they handled it before. The, uh, but, the, but the idea is, is, as Dr. Fauci had said, you know, if, if, if enough people in the country take this seriously, social distance, mask, wash their hands, do the right thing, they could beat this without a vaccine. Um, See, I, I think that, the thing, is, like, you know, and I'm listening and I'm watching in the chat room, which, you know, I usually don't have open very much, but it's, you know, people you know, people have lost everything, and they say they will be carrying a grudge, and, you know, certainly if you lose everything that you have, it is devastating because it takes yeah. a long time to get to a certain point in life where you say, I'm happy, but when you lose everything, it's so hard to get back. But the point of voting is if you think you lost everything, then let's move on and maybe we can get this back where we were in a, at a point. But if it keeps getting worse, then more people will get, be getting, you know, be losing, and then it's going to be even more difficult because, you know, right now we're, we can go either way. And if we go to the side that's going to get everybody feeling better and back to work, and we don't have to you know, keep losing jobs for people and people aren't losing their wages so they can't support their families, sure. then we're, we sure. don't have anything going for us. Oh, well, you're right. And, and I think that, that uh, I, I expect that when Biden gets into office, we'll see a massive undertaking, the jobs program, something, you know, akin to the so like the CCC that was done during the Great Depression, to just to get people working, get people get money in their pockets, you know, get people well, to give them something to work for, and, a, and 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 build again from there. But the uh, but the idea is that you know it's like it's pasta or potato, you might say. If you're saying, well, I don't really care for either of those, I'll just starve. No, you know, you have to live. We have to make it. So you have to. Yeah. We're we're here to pick one of them. And if you're saying I don't like the direction that Trump is taking this country, this I mean, two months, four years ago, were we were we in the middle of riots in the streets and fighting and all this sort of horrible stuff going on? No, we weren't. And you know, things things are getting worse. And and that's the thing where I think you've got to say, hey, you know what? The first thing I got to do is get on the other side and push. And and yeah. okay. So the first step is we'll get Biden into office, flip the Senate, you know, make sure our majority in the House is strong enough, and then we'll build from there. And and the idea of saying I'm not going to participate or I'm going to do something different, I understand the feeling behind it, but the practical re- reality of it is, is that that is not helping. Yeah, I, I think that's a really – Marta, I know you wanted to say something. I because think the, wanted devoted, to say something. the devoted – the devoted Trump followers are going to go and vote for him. They're, they might be mad, but they're not going to stop. No? Yeah. I think Marta, I think Marta had something. To, Marta? As far as um, voting and, like, again, pushing the pile, you really need, we really, in order to have that huge stimulus, that huge get back to work, uh, first of all, we have to get COVID under control. And we have to put right. a lot of money back into the back into people's pockets. Now, you go into most ninety percent of the countries that are actually making it. 
they're doing $2,000 a month or plus to their citizens during this. Um, just so that they can keep the economy going and people can pay their rent and people can pay their taxes and people can keep their homes while they get past it. But they're also doing contract tracing and they're also wearing masks and they're listening to the scientists. And they're not going around and saying, oh, this is a hoax, it's all going away, it's like a miracle. And Or my pastor said, it's a hoax, and so I'm going to believe him, and then he goes, dies of COVID. Yeah. I, I think that, that, that's a definite one. That's And that's the thing. I think so at the end of the day, you know, I think that people, you know, these are the reasons to vote because when you're not happy with the way things are and you are miserable and you're uh, you're so down on what, you know, on your luck because you don't have luck right now if you're losing everything, you know, and you can't eat. So this is the time to change. This is why people are out there saying, please vote, because if you don't like the way it is now and the things that have happened, let's just try to take another step. And even if you don't like what the newer person that may come into office, but you have to give them a chance to get us back where we were. Because get right now, word and get us were and get us a little ahead of where we um, had been, and we can do that because wages were starting to come up. Yeah. They weren't there yet. And I now, do think when, people have when, people now realize that people that are workers in the stores, the UPS, that they we need them, the essential workers. That I don't think people realized how much. We all rely on people in the grocery stores, you know, um, everywhere we are, you know, in, in Target, Costco, any of the places that people go for food and they go for glo- gloves, masks, whatever they're getting, we need those people. And I don't think people ever really thought about it as much as now how much we need them. And we need right. the stores stocked, the stores stocked. And, you know, even when you go to a store, the other day I found Lysol. I went like, oh, my God. I mean, and who would ever think that you're so happy to find Lysol because you want to wipe your counters down or whatever? And there wasn't such a thing because we always had everything. If you wanted Lysol, you'd go to a store and get it. But when this all happened, if you wanted paper towels, you couldn't get it. If you wanted Kleenex, toilet paper, you couldn't get it. So I think we're on the way going forward because the stores now realize, you know, that they need to have a lot of stock. I think they didn't ever think this was going to happen. So, you know, they were probably waiting for their regular deliveries, but now they have extra deliveries. So, and they've done a great job. I mean, all the people out there that have really helped everybody get through this. So it's, it's not just, the president, you're voting for people that you're wanting all the rights that people have and you want people to be happy again. And right now, if you're not happy, this would be the time to change. What's Absolutely. happening? Yeah. You no, have a choice. Agree. But you have to do what you have to do. Okay, in 2008, Obama was voted in, and I know some people hate Obama and some people love Obama. Right. That's not what I'm talking about. Um. But he, we had a bank crash. We had 
Wall Street crash. We had a housing market crash. We were in a huge recession. And I know this on a personal level because the job that I went and applied for in 2008 after I got out of college had been paying 20-something dollars an hour, but in 2008 they went down to $13.42 an hour. And it took me six years to get back up to that 20-something dollars an hour. But in the meantime, in 2010, everybody said, it's not happening quick enough. It's not happening quick enough. I'm going to throw the baby out with the bathwater, which is, by the way, an old saying, because in the olden days, you had one tub of water, and the man took the bath first, then the wife took the bath, and then the kids took the bath, and the last one into that same water was the baby. So yeah, right. And but, you know, and I don't think people so, ever realize that those things happened before. You know, and um, right now I have to, in the chat room. You know, there are, is a gentleman or a woman. I don't know who it is, but they were talking about that they don't have anybody to get them food. So I, uh, you know, and um, somebody else is telling them, you know, can you ask somebody to do it? So I'm thinking here, if there are people out there listening. And or they listen to it on demand and all. If you if you know someone doesn't have anybody to help them, maybe it would be a good idea to check with them and see if they need any groceries or if they, you know, need medicine. Because you know, while we're sitting here talking and I'm seeing what's going on in the chat room, there are people out there, and they can't they don't have those things, so they're getting angrier and angrier. And so this is what we need to do is stop the anger. So if you can help someone try to do that you know maybe we're you know like a lot of times people aren't thinking about that and maybe they have a neighbor or someone they know that maybe doesn't have anybody that can help them so um if there are people out there that know somebody that might need some help maybe it would be a good idea to check in with them because maybe they don't want to ask you to get something there's a there's also a funny thing about anger though the anger the more angry you are the more angry you're going to get and the more yeah. you spread that anger, the more you're going to push anybody who might want to help you away. Well, see, right now we have a lot of anger, and, you know, and I get it because uh, people really can't afford things, you know. I mean, they just can't, you know. And, and when you're sitting at home knowing you may be kicked out of your home, you might not have groceries. So I think if those people are listening and they're not happy with what's going on now, then think about, what is going on here, and do you want it to continue, or do you want a chance? Look, at everything, anything bad can happen. We know that, but we, we're looking for a chance to make this world, uh, actually the world now, but to make certainly the United States as it was, where we can help other people. We, are, we have been known to help other countries. Right now, we're in the middle of a horrible time. You know, yes, we are. And that's the ang- the anger. It's the anger that I but think is devastating. And and I can you can see the anger because people don't if they don't have a job or they don't have money to feed their kids or the kids can't go to school. I mean, we are in a mess. So if we're not happy, then we need to make changes. And it won't be if you don't like what's happening now, then you need to vote another way because it'll be the same way. Nothing will change, and it may get worse. It'll get if you. 
it it will get worse if we keep going in the direction we're going. Yeah. But uh, the I, I other thing we yeah. have to do is that we have to remember, should we be able to get somebody other than the person in office in office out yeah. into yeah. the presidency? We yeah. need to have control, enough control of the House and the Senate that these packages can be passed. There's four right. and I think, bills I think doing shows like this, you know, yeah. which in the past, you know, you haven't done as, and I, you know, I've been slowly doing more things, you know, on COVID, I've done a lot of different shows than I've done in the past. But I think, you know, but if people are out there, you know, and they have, they want people to talk about these things, then try to contact some of the radio shows or see if they can maybe want to talk to people and see if, it, maybe if they can talk about it more. See, because I think we need to hear from Americans how what's really happening here. I mean, what's really happening in here, everything, everybody's losing a lot of things they've worked so many years for, and they don't know if they'll ever get it back. And that is, I think, right. what people are so enraged about. Well, look at the but, pandemic. It's a, it's a virus that's attacking us. These things going to happen. They may happen more frequently because of you know, because of concentrated animal feeding operations, wet markets, yeah. interactions with animals. But I won't go into that any more than that to say that the, the Congress, Democratic-led Congress, has passed four months ago the HEROES Act that addresses much of the suffering that's going on right now, and the Senate refuses to consider it because they're run by the Republicans. They're led by the Republicans. And, and this becomes an issue where you go, hey, we have a group of people that are trying to help the American people, and we have a group that are saying, is no, we're going to stick with this other thing, this other plan, and uh, the other plan isn't working. If, if Donald Trump were out of office, if this was, if this was um, Joe Biden as the president right now, we wouldn't be doing fighting over this right now. We'd have bills passed. We'd have people supported. We'd be approaching this. With, uh, with an eye on and I think leading, I think overall science. overall people Republicans and Democrats used to get along better and this is bad for everybody sure. this is not yeah. good for them it is not good for regular people because when there's so much dissension this is the problem if they would get along with each other and be able to talk with each other we all don't think alike I'm sure on many issues but the fact is to try to have a conversation to get America back to where it was they're going to need people not to hate each other. They're going to need to work together. If they don't, there's yeah. no hope for any of us. Correct. But the majority of the not working together has been on, as I have looked at, has been on the um, Republican side because they're sitting there and they're refusing to even negotiate or look at any of the bills. They're refusing yeah. it. It's, it's like when Obama was I think, in office. I think and that's, what, you know, that's what Americans, that's what people don't want to hear. We don't, you know, people don't care what they're, you know, they care about what's right for them. So they, they need them. That's what happens. They need them to get together. That's what they need. They need to get together and stop fighting each other to help everybody else. If they don't, then it'll just go on like this, no matter who's president. So if we can get... A, a change. We've got a chance. Mm-hmm. If we don't, I'm not sure because we nothing is happening right now. 
getting worse. Well, I think the president, his political strategy is very much about dividing and conquering. It's very much about going to attention, making people, making government not work so that he can step in and say, look, I'll fix it. I can be the one to fix it. And this is broken. And just put me in charge of everything, and I'll fix everything. Although it's an empty promise, because in reality, he can't. And not only in reality he can't, but he doesn't really want to. His goal is to keep power. Yeah, and I think think the honesty of, you know, that Joe Biden has said, he goes, this is going to take time, and this is going to take a lot of different people to help. And I think we all know if you have a business and one person is running it, it's very hard to run it. But if a lot of people, you have different teams helping and sharing in the process, then I think it can work. But you can't, one person, it doesn't matter who you are, it's too, you can't wear every hat. You have to have help. So I think that that is a problem. And I think that if we have that, and if Americans get together, we can do this. This can be done. Yeah, I think you're right. It requires requires it's participatory. It requires all of us to take a hand. Yes. It requires us to go out and help each other, whether it's going and bringing food to seniors in the neighborhood, or or volunteering. And stop hating each other and making the, making you know making comments about who they think is you know if one is anti-Semitic, if that one is you know I mean that doesn't help. Okay, it doesn't help to say that because this is we don't need to go back. We need to go forward. And, you know, going back would never help anybody because we've United States has been through a lot of things and they've come through it all. And you would know that better. I mean, you're you're in the service. So you know what this is like. And if people got together, because we do have people in the service now, so we have to get together so they know that America is together. We have people out there that are in the service. They have to know that America is okay, that we're here for them. This isn't going to be a two-year fix. No. People have to understand that. It's like when I was starting to right. say in 2010, when everybody when they threw the baby out with the bathwater, well, it was because they weren't happy. Things weren't happening fast enough. Yeah, this is going to be hard. Mm-hmm. It is hard. It's going to be hard. It's that pushing the pile. You have this huge thing you have to push. It's going to take time. You have to keep voting and voting for closer and closer and closer until we are better. Yeah. Well, you know. So I, mean, I think I, I do. I think right. Yeah, I think you're right. I had, a, I had a woman friend of mine years ago who said, you know, when it came to making a success of yourself, you know, financially for you know giving an advice to a young person, and she said, go get a job, and then go look for a better job. Right. Exactly. You know, and do right, your best. Exactly. Do the yeah, best thing right. you can at it, and then get and then look for a better job, and look to make yep. yourself better and for yourself, and keep moving along. You don't go yep. immediately right from zero to the best job in the world. You right, know? And, and I so think that's right. And I think is, that I hope that people... Spot. We need to start, we need to push the country in the direction we want to go, but we need to understand. And uh, being an old sailor, I'll use this ship analogy. Ships don't turn on dime. You know, you, it, you have to yeah. nudge them and keep, keep putting the pressure on and keep them turning. And then they'll start turning. But they don't move quickly. You have to, you have to turn them slow. So I... And I do think that, and I think that, you know, 
uh, having people out there that, you know, you, if, if you listen to the news, it, it is hard for people. It's very hard to try to figure out everything if you're just a regular person like we are, you know, to understand everything. But the one thing that we all know, you know, and I'll let everybody have their ending on, on so we can have closing remarks, is that I, you know, if we work together and if we care about each other and if we don't hate each other and we don't, you know, and we want everybody to succeed, I think we will go back to some sort of normalcy much quicker than if we just let it go. Uh, Marta, do you have last words? Vote. Vote yes. for the closest person who will get you to the place you want to eventually be. And if you're not happy, think about that. So if you're not happy with how way things are going, think about it and vote yep. for, the, for the other person. Jan? Um, you know, I go back to the move in the pile in case there's anyone joining later on. You push the country and the direction you want it to go and you you know and you you don't you don't say i'm going to throw i'm going to go for the for the for the one guy or girl who says everything that i want to hear but has no chance of getting elected in any practical way that's not going to help get Man. get the next get get pick the one that's got the chance the races between biden and trump and the president that's all there is to it and if yeah. you, you want what Trump offers, well, I don't know if you're even listening to the show. If you don't, then you have to move away from him. And then, and Joe Biden's got a lot of positives to say about him. But like I say, vote and push the pile. Yeah. I mean, you know, and things are, look, at if they didn't like Biden before it, with President Obama, we're in a whole different situation now. You, Whatever happened then, you need to think about what we're in now. Okay, what what we're in now is a crisis, and so think right. about who can help us out of this crisis. It, don't look at Joe Biden as somebody that was just the vice president. Look at Joe Biden as the person that can help, not about what happened before, because that's not fair. We're in a different situation now. We are in a, we are in some we were in a situation we didn't have. Maybe they, they had it in 19, you know 1918, but we didn't have it. So right now, and as people growing up, they have to make some changes too, and they have to pay attention to elections much more. So if, you know, that I'm going to have Jeff uh, Fleischer on next Tuesday who wrote uh, several books um, called Vote of Confidence where it's a primer for young voters about politics and elections, and he has been going out to schools and talking to people, but he wrote two of these. He's my editor for years and he's a very smart guy but these books are very important now for, and he goes but he can't go naturally you're, you're not going out now to schools and talk to people and you know and those are the things that he did but he will be discussing you know about politics and why you know what you should do as a voter not just only as a person that's voting for one party but what you need to know some of the things that we've talked about today too because this is what we all need to know, and things that we probably didn't think about is like what we've talked about today. Sometimes you just don't think about these things, you know. So I think that after this show and then having one on Tuesday, I think that this is important. So I think what Marta said is right. Vote. I mean, that's it. Vote. And what Jan? Vote every election. Yeah. 
Yes, every, every election. Every single election. And, and what Jan Thank said, too, so at the beginning of the show is right. You know, a lot of times you don't always know who your judges are and whatever. You know, you really can't just run in and say, like, okay, fine. I'm just going to vote for anybody. That's not true. You know, and so... Right. I think this is a problem, and I want to thank the people that have listened in the audience, you know, in on the in the chat room, and certainly the gentleman that is a very hard time in in his life. I certainly hope things get worse, get better for you, and not worse. He feels terrible, and seeing it right now, you know, somebody talking about all they've lost, it, you know, it's very meaningful. And this is the person that needs to to. This is the type of person that right now needs help the most. So I hope the person, right. I don't know that he's going to vote. He's, he's not happy with either party, but I would ask him to think about if he would like a change, if he's unhappy now, give a new person a chance to make it better for him. Because he doesn't, you know, yeah. he's having a very hard time. So, and I thank you both for being on the show, and I'm sorry Jack couldn't join us. And uh, I hope Jack feels better. And um, I think we should continue conversations every now and then. I hope Jan, you'll do this, and Marta, I think we should do this um, periodically on things happening. Be happy I think to. It's a, a thank you for having I'd me on the show. Yes, yes I'm you, very Marcia. happy to have had you. Yes, and everybody have a very good weekend, and um, hopefully our problems will get better. And people will be nice feeling better. Your voice. Nice hearing your voice, Marsha and bro. Okay. Thank All you right. both. You too. Love you guys. Goodbye, Bye. everybody. Thank you so much.